0: You drove a Meow Mix mobile through, through winter uh, slush and summer heat. I've driven heat.
1: so many random things uh, all over the U.S., including a double-decker bus at 44 miles an hour top speed. But that's another story for another time. Uh, or maybe
0: a story for this time. Uh, perhaps. Your podcast. This is the, final for the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 241. At almost 30,000 miles, stretching from the top of Alaska down to the bottom of Argentina, the Pan American Highway is recognized as the longest road in the world. But because of that 60-mile daring gap, I'm not so sure it should count. Even though on a road trip you're not constrained by the size requirements and the weight requirements that you are when you're traveling on an airline, You still want to pack as efficiently and as effectively as possible. You don't just want to take stuff and start throwing in the car because who knows, you may end up sleeping in that car at a later date and you're going to be in that car for a while. So I try to pack... As effectively as possible. And to do that, I still travel with my Tortuga backpack even when I'm on a road trip. That helps me keep everything nice and neat and compact in one bag. And then of course I always have my Tortuga day pack up in the seat next to me so I can grab those snacks or electronics or anything that I need right on hand. So if you're looking for the best travel backpack, whether it's for a road trip, whether it's for flying, whether it's for going overland, taking boats, who cares? Go and check out TortugaBackpacks.com And don't forget to use the promo code EPOP That's E-P-O-P All capital letters Because that will get you 10% off your entire order
1: One, two, three I'll show you Paris in the morning I'll show you
0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry. Hey there, I am Jason Moore, host
1: of the Zero to Travel Podcast, and we're talking road trips today, Trav. Why don't you kind of put some context around this episode? I am so excited... To record this episode and to share it with you all that are listening, because I'm sure if you're listening, you love road trips as much as we do. Or if you don't, I'm sure by the end of this, you might be ready to jump in your car and go.
0: Yeah, I just we both, as you mentioned, love road trips. I just have been going on quite a few road trips recently. We'll be going on one in Norway in just a little bit. Um, in in your I'm not gonna say your home country, but the country you live in now. I've been doing a lot of road tripping around the U.S. recently, and. We wanted to do this list, 32 reasons road trips rule, especially for me. I have to pull myself back to that road trip mindset because I just got $375 speeding ticket on my last road trip. So that does not rule. So we're going to talk about all the reasons road trips rule far outweigh the fact that, yes, you could get nailed for going 92 and a 65 by a cop when you're going down a huge mountain. Come on, man. (laughs)
1: Don't sit there. Yeah, they At always the bottom. They, they always set up in those places because they just know. You know, I got pulled over it, once by. I, uh, I got pulled over once when I was on a road trip with my dad and my stepmom, and I think like the cop was just kind of he saw I was like road tripping with my family. <laughs> he was like, "All right, let me go, whatever." But also, I mean, we wanted to do this episode because we wanted to share our enthusiasm for road trips. We wanted to share great our
0: great American road trip. Not American. that you have to do it only in America, because you could do it anywhere. It's awesome, but. It is a very, uh, it's very big in America to do road trips.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we, we've we both taken road trips outside of the States too. But there is something special about the American road trip, particularly, I think, in the West. And also, we wanted to put this episode together because tis the season, right, Trav? I mean, it's as we're recording season. this, it's summer. Not that you can't road trip anytime. And I've road tripped all throughout the year for multiple years as i just mentioned but
0: you know something you about drove a meow mix mobile through through winter uh, slush and I've summer heat.
1: so many random things uh, all over the u.s including a double decker bus at 44 miles an hour top speed but that's another story for another time uh, or maybe
0: a story for this time uh, perhaps it's
1: perhaps i mean the there's the endless summer this is not even on my list the endless summer factor if you're on a road trip road trip like I kind of broke it down like road trips, I'm thinking, you know, a lim- a time limit. When I was on these road trips for like nine, ten months, almost a year straight, it was basically one giant road trip, the endless summer was awesome because you could just keep going to where the warm weather was. And uh, it is a great season for road tripping in, in the States. And the gas prices are really good as a t- at the time of recording this. So, uh, you know, the staycation is a popular thing, of course. And there's so much to see in our own backyards. We uh, we often talk about travel and travel overseas and you know, we love that. We love the different cultures and everything. But so many subcultures in the States. Uh, I mean, road tripping through the States. I mean, what a what a great thing. What a great way to travel.
0: So here's what we're going to do. Each of us came up with a list we did not talk about beforehand. We want to be as surprised as you are when we hear each other's answers. So we each came up with a list of our 16 favorite things about road trips. So total, we're going to be giving you 32 reasons road trip rules. Some of those might overlap. Again, we don't know what each of us are doing. But what we're going to do is we're going to count down 16 down to one. And we're gonna go through each one of our lists and uh, we're gonna kinda of give you some road trip stories throughout here. You've already heard a little bit. Jason's driven to double decker bus, uh, meow mixmobile. We all have road tr- that's one of the great things is the stories that come on road trip. So without teasing it out too much and giving away anything else, why don't we just get into this episode and talk about the thirty two reasons why road trip rules, starting with your number sixteen, which is what? Okay.
1: Well, you know, I always do these caveats here. And I have this... We we had to order this. This is always very difficult. And I wouldn't necessarily put this at the end of my list normally. Oh, but, boy. But Just get to it. it listen, it's going <laughs> to make sense in a minute because it makes sense for it to be here. I'm talking about the whole process of... I, I'm going to call it a process. The spontaneity of finding an excuse to go and then planning it. like that, And I'm putting that here because... You know, this isn't actually being on the road trip itself, but the excitement that comes with the idea of the road trip where you're like, whatever it is, like pre road trip high. The pre road trip high. Like I'm
0: gonna do it. And uh, usually because typically, Jay, you I've never done this where I literally just got in my car that day and started going. I know some people have. I have done that. But at least but usually you have like a day, maybe you even have weeks or months before it. So it's that whole build up to actually getting to go.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's like an excuse. Like people will road trip around a theme or something. Well, for example, like on my honeymoon, we were like, let's go take a road trip. We wanted to go to the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. So music's an awesome excuse to go take a road trip. I've done many road trips just uh, to go see concerts. My buddy and I went out to California, rented like a convertible, drove up the PCH to like go see Eddie Vedder play at a couple different shows along the coast. Like we just, yeah, it's just a great excuse to go. And then the planning, I mean, I can. And I'm excited to get to yours in just a second, but I have to share this because I was on a road trip with my dad and my stepmom once they came to Colorado. We didn't know exactly where we were going to go. And I just remember, like, we knew we were going to do this thing. They got there. I'm like, let's just plan it when you get here. Take out the map. You know, we had, like, the morning coffee. We're kind of tracing the route. I'm showing them this place and that place and, like, all the options. Just kind of, like... Wow, you start visualizing the trip. You start getting like you start getting that warm and fuzzy feeling. We're like, man, we're going to hit the open roads, This is going to be great, and you don't know what's going to happen and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's my number sixteen. Just f- the finding the excuse to go the spontaneity that comes with that whole sort of process, and then and then the planning it and getting pumped up for the pre road trip. Uh, all the, right, b- the, the whole pre road trip. Yeah, the whole pre road trip
0: pie. Like it, yes, pre road um, trip pie. That's what I was looking for. My number sixteen is sleeping in the car. Here's why it's 16. I do not enjoy doing it a lot, but unless unless you have like a Honda Element or something like that, like with, with Jay you have, and, and some people turn like the beds of their trucks uh, um, or, or they have big camper vans or anything like that, then okay, it's a little different. And that's kind of cool, and I would love to do that. But I'm talking about like sleeping in your 1997 Ford Taurus or something like that. It's 16 because... It's not enjoyable. I certainly wouldn't want to do it every night, but it's inherent to a road trip. Like you're not going to go typically sleep in your car when you're not road tripping. So it's something that only happens when you road trip. I did it on my very first road trip, the very first night of my very first road trip, my first solo road trip, like without my parents. So I was I was with a buddy, and we slept in a car at a rest stop. And I just remember us at uh, rest there, and I remember thinking like. This is a road trip. Here we are. We just pull off 95. we were heading down to Florida from Philly. Pull off 95, pull into the rest there at Rocky Mount, North Carolina. And we're like, all right, we're going to sleep in our car. And it was super uncomfortable. We woke up with like back aches and neck aches. But it was that signified, yep, I'm on the road trip. (laughs) So Heather hates sleeping in the car. I still don't like it. I sometimes convince us to do it when we're on road trips. But it's becoming few and far between now. So it's almost like that lost... That lost feeling of, come on, let's do it one more time type thing. Very interesting. Yes, sleeping in the car is, uh,
1: yeah, it might make an appearance on my list, right. perhaps. Well, Some, let's something along going. those lines. Uh, okay, we're going to be, uh, we're at number 15 here. So I'll give you my number 15, which is a two-parter. It kind of goes hand in hand. Swimming slash showering, believe it or not. Which is kind of like kind of putting those together because there are two reasons well first of all oftentimes when you actually get the shower when you're on the road trip that just that's just an incredible feeling cuz the you know a lot of times you're dirty you've been outside a lot whatever like when you get that shower it's super fresh and super great and then swimming of course discovering different swimming holes whatever swimming spots discovering uh, you know finding like a beach and just like dipping in and going for a swim and oftentimes those go hand in hand because like your shower Sometimes is your swimming experience. Now, that's kind of like what you do for a shower is you go swimming if you're on a really good road trip. And two, uh, two standout moments I can think of. Once so I was in Nicaragua. My buddy Sebastian uh, was working down there. He works for a nonprofit. And he got a vehicle. So he picked me up and we just started cruising out into the countryside. We heard about some place. We went down this crazy dirt road like super steep. I was like, I don't even know how we're going to get out of here. Ended up at this lake and there were like just a handful of like other Nicaraguan people, uh, Nicaraguan's like swimming there. And we had this beautiful lake, all this beautiful scenery, just us and like a couple families and we're just swimming around. It was just such a beautiful, awesome moment. Totally like non-touristic place, just some little swimming hole, some big swimming hole in Nicaragua. When I went to Hawaii for a month, did a lot of camping and there's nothing better than you know, spending five bucks to camp on the beach and having the best view, better than like, you know, $1, a $1,000 night hotel or whatever, waking up, going snorkeling, jumping onto the fresh shower. And like there, I just got ready for the day and I got, went snorkeling, saw some beautiful fish, got a fresh shower right on the beach. And now I'm already at the beach where I want to be anyway. So uh, what a beautiful thing.
0: Didn't include swimming in mind because I guess in my head when I was making this, I was thinking more of the like American road trips I had been on. And haven't ever had that I can remember swimming experiences on American road trips. I, I, I've swam before, but I haven't pulled well, like, off and found swimming holes. But Like getting I've, to the beach, you know,
1: when you're, sure, you're there sure. and you're like, it, oh, I'm going to jump in the ocean. It's awesome. You've yes. been in the car all day, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I listen, that would be top five on my list if I had thought about it. <laughs> um, my number 15 is motels. And when I say motels, I mean those roadside motels, um, ones like the Scottish Inn, Knights Inn, things like that. You see the big billboards for it saying like $33 a night, free continental breakfast, uh, pool, everything like that. You know, these are not the types of places that I would stay normally, Jay, um, but they are... They serve a certain purpose, and the purpose is for people who are road tripping through. And I remember the first time I stayed in a roadside motel, a Scottish Inn, when I was going down to Florida, and I was like, 33 bucks a night? And we have like a bed and a, and a pool and a TV? You know, as happy as could be. So I just love the idea of roadside motels. Again, they're nothing fancy. I mean, some are fancy, but I'm talking about the ones that are nothing fancy. You probably wouldn't want to stay there unless you're just coming through and sleeping there. You know, maybe there's a the few weird people who are staying there on like month to month or maybe have been there for years, you know. And uh, I just I love that idea of the roadside motel because that's what it's for. It's for people who are road tripping through and don't want to spend a lot of money and just need a place to lay their head. And um, all the way from the chain ones that are that are funny, like the Knights in the Scotch to the uh, random place in Almarado and the Keys in Florida I stayed in that was probably the scariest place place I ever stayed, but only because it was in my own head, you know, like there was probably nothing scary about it, but we got there and we, there was no one there. There was no one at the front well, at desk. It was like this bulletproof glass where you could just slide a key under and it had like bumper stickers all over it. And there was like a guy outside painting and we're asking him, you know, who, who owns this place? Like, Oh, he's, he's down at the docks. He'll be back in a couple hours. If you want a room, like just wait around here. And it was, it was weird, man. Doors didn't lock. Yeah, nothing. there might not have been anything going on right then, but
1: there's a reason why there was bulletproof glass at the lobby.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it was just like that hard plastic. Like, it probably wasn't bulletproof. It was probably something he put up cheap, but it was a very odd circumstance. And my buddy and I on our first road trip, again, were like scared. Doors didn't lock. Like, what if people come in and rob us or whatever? It, it, nothing happened. That was as funny. But in our head, it was built up as this is the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah, I've definitely stayed at some interesting, shall we say, roadside motels. And in the immortal words of Forrest Gump, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know exactly what you're going to get. Although that's not a verbatim quote, but you get the idea. Love it.
0: I don't think you used the word exactly.
1: (laughs) He definitely did not. My number 14, as we count down to our top 32 reasons why road trips rule, Trav... There's something about just stopping and farting around that I love about the road trip.
0: I thought you were going to say f- stopping and farting.
1: That too. That too is very enjoyable, especially if you're traveling with some other people and you want to be polite. No, <laughs> no. I mean, just stopping and not really having an agenda or anything to go or anything to do. And, and I'm talking about ridiculous roadside attractions for example like hey look the corn palace is coming up we're driving right by mitchell south dakota let's stop at the corn palace because why not it's a it's a palace made of corn let's go see what it's all about or you know lingering for far too long in that convenience store just because you want to be out of the car and you're you know you're going to look at every single thing that they sell and you're going to bs with the the woman behind the sandwich counter and like whatever it is it's just there's there's like kind of this beautiful space where you can just pull off and screw around and like you're not in a hurry for once and you could just kind of be in the moment where you are and enjoy it whatever that is and just randomly kind of hang out and be that random person hanging out and i just (laughs) i find so much enjoyment in those moments
0: in my mind they're almost two separate things one is stopping for those random hidden gems on purpose and the other is what you said where it's almost like I'm just gonna sit in this convenience store for 15 minutes looking at That's packages of beef jerky yes. because I've been in the car for so long <laughs> and I just want to be around, even if it's so even if you're not talking to the other human, like you just want to be in the world and um. That is, yeah, the, that is the one I'm going for in this. Yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of gas station attendants who have felt our quote-unquote road trip wrath where we just like I'm just peppering him with questions oh so what's it like to live here have you have you grown up here you know you see a lot of people come through like like why is this guy asking me so many questions and um I've never taken a, a solo road trip but I imagine it would get even worse if I was driving on my own for that long and then did stop yeah, be careful if you run into any
1: podcasters because we'll ask a lot of questions
0: for sure, for sure. The random stop, the, I, I love that. Um, no, the,
1: the port- farting, the farting around, the stopping farting and around.
0: the farting around. That's okay, that I love because random
1: stops, I agree, are a different, are sort of a different category.
0: Right, random stops for a reason are a different category than the stops where you just don't do anything. <laughs> right. um, but that's the point, which usually ends up as a
1: spontaneous sort of not. I'm not going to do anything. I just want to be out of the car.
0: Right. Um, my number 14 is watching the gas prices go down. Hopefully, hopefully go down, not up as you head into different States. And, um, I just, I'm always fascinated. (laughs) I just a nerd like this fascinated (laughs) by the fact that you cross a state line and all of a sudden, you know, it's 80 cents cheaper, 60 cents cheaper in North Carolina than it is up in Pennsylvania. And that's a few state lines there, you know, but I just did that trip and it's, I, I just I love the game of trying to make sure I fill up in the cheaper states, And now I know, you know I will say a lot of the road trips are now different with having like a cell phone, a smartphone and being able to get online because I could look, you know, I could get on the Gas Buddy app and see what the closest the cheapest one is and, and fill. up. But I still try, I think, in for for reasons of nostalgia and also just being a nerd, I try not to be on my smartphone. To, like I don't want my smartphone to ruin all of this. I'm gonna talk about some of the other things I like that a smartphone, quote unquote, could ruin or could give you the right answer for. But one of it is, yeah, like, oh, wait, does that state that we pa- like that we're going to the next do they have higher gas prices? If so, we should pull off here and get here. So I just love the idea that gas prices go up and down so drastically sometimes between states. <laughs> gas prices. I love it.
1: <laughs> I had no idea that that was going to be on your list. That's Well, awesome.
0: especially when you're filling up a double-decker bucks. You well, have all people, man. I mean, uh, come shoot. on. Yeah, but I'm, I wasn't paying for that gas, so I didn't oh, pay true. attention. You're uh, like, I'm going to Connecticut and getting that $3 gas.
1: <laughs> Moving on, my number 13th, Trav. There's something interesting around this, I think, for everybody. And that's the anonymity that the road trip gives you you know nobody knows you you're passing through these towns nobody knows who you are they don't know anything about you
0: this is a great one this is so great <laughs> Jay. i didn't make it on my list but you're so right i
1: mean you could be anybody and i'm not saying you're gonna go out and like be somebody totally different but there is a sense of freedom of letting loose in your personality when you are on a road trip for example like you know i you might not want to do karaoke when you're at home for whatever reason, but for some reason uh, you're like, "Hey, I'm in Indiana. Like, I'm going to do karaoke with this guy I just met that has a mullet." You know, no offense
0: I've, to Indiana, but like that, that must be a real story.
1: Uh, sort of. <laughs>
0: that there, not there was not a random karaoke bar. Say- most of these examples that we're talking about, like a Ford to- a Ford Taurus and sleeping in a car, these yeah. are all probably yes, these are yes. real that, stories. There, there was karaoke.
1: Happened. There was a man with a mullet. It did happen in a small bar in Indiana. But, I mean, it's just the whole... All of the stuff that comes with being this anonymous sort of person that's passing through town means you can almost... I, you can almost do anything in in some way, legally, of course. But you know what I mean? Like, personality-wise, you feel less... You can feel less constricted. It's free in some ways, yeah. It's because
0: freeing. you're so used to being in, and I think travel as a whole is this way. But uh, you know, road trips specifically, how quickly you can get out of your little bubble of people who know you. I mean, you hop in the car and you drive, maybe only. Thirty minutes, and no one's gonna have any idea who you are, you know. Even if you are a travel podcaster, um, yeah, I love the anonymity. This is such a great one that, again, I didn't think of. And this is why it's so awesome to not talk about our list beforehand. But my first road trip, I stayed at a college. During their orientation that I was not attending, I was not going to attend, but my sister's attending and me and my buddy were on a road trip. And for three days, we acted as students who were going to attend there and went through the whole freshman orientation <laughs> for three days. And people like, we just, but we did whatever we wanted. And people like, Oh man, these guys are like badasses. Like, you know, they're not, they're walking out on this little lecture or they're doing this or they're being goofy during the talent show and they're crazy. It's like, well, no one's going to see us again here. it was. It was- <laughs> (laughs) This really weird, probably stupid thing, definitely stupid thing that we did, but it was totally because we were were anonymous. We didn't care. We're like, well, you know what we're doing? We're driving down the Keys next and we're going to road trip back to Philly eventually and no one will ever know who we are except my (laughs) poor sister, who then went to that school for four years.
1: Uh, my buddy and I took a road trip in college once, and there there may have been some streaking involved, some like you know innocent fun, like naked streaking and that kind of thing, and it, like it's just, it just didn't matter. I mean, we didn't go to college there; we were never going to see those people again. Like we could just hang out and and do some ridiculous streaking, and like we could be like the shocking. Like you know, crazy road trip people. <laughs> Look at those guys; they're outside, like swinging golf clubs. You know, in the buff. Like, why are they doing that? And it's like, well, I don't know. We're on a road trip. We don't really know why we're doing this. Actually,
0: <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be on your list, but if it's not, it should be. I, I think the uh, the road trip. What should we call? It? Like the delusions of road trip. It's almost like there are times like it's like being on a truck where you just get really goofy. Because again, you're anonymous. You've been in the car. You don't care. You're excited. You're on this high, and uh, you just do things. You're you're just having fun,
1: and it's like it's not about like, you know, using the and when I say anonymity, I'm not saying like oh, use it to your advantage, like to make trouble or whatever. It's just about like fun, carefree, care. You know. Being carefree, being letting loose and just enjoying yourself and laughing a lot.
0: You know, it's easier to feel carefree when you are on a road trip than when you're at home because no one knows you. And, and so a part it, of that's
1: your way from work and stuff like that. But you're also in sure. places where people don't know you. So there's a lot of that comes with that. Anyway,
0: my number 13, not not as cool, but we're going to talk about some games on road trips. But the first one that I want to mention is playing the first in game. And uh, this is something I got from my parents. So again, that's kind of a cool thing with road trips, too. If you grew up going on road trips is kind of taking some of those traditions that maybe you did as a kid and then passing them along to maybe your own kids or just doing them yourself or things like that. And the first in game is very, very simple and it's very, very stupid, but I love it. And Heather gets annoyed with me all the time when I do it. But when you're going into a new state, You know, I like will put the window down and I'll reach my hand out as far as I can. I'll be like, I'm the first in Maryland. I'm the first in Virginia. And occasionally she will surprise me because she will play the first in game with me every once in a while. So um, playing the first in game, I just absolutely love because it's this very stupid thing that I get a big kick out of and when she actually does play like when she like surprises me like we'll be we come up to sign and I think she's sleeping I don't will like jump up and throw her hand out the window like I'm the person George I'm like nice yeah.
1: <laughs> you actually like she hates it but then when she actually participates and beats you you love it
0: uh, yeah I love it because it's <laughs> So dumb, and it's not really that's, even a game. It doesn't take any skill. That's great.
1: First you in, I'm gonna have, have to remember yeah. that, especially the next time we're uh, we're driving somewhere because I want to be the first in. I don't want to be the I don't want to be the second in. I want to be the first
0: in. Start playing the first in game.
1: <laughs> Number twelve for me, something super enjoyable, super relaxing, and. A key part of any road trip, really, in some regard, and that's the picnic, the roadside picnic, you know? I mean, just the solid, you know, pull the cooler out. You always got the cooler in there, right? It's always got some stuff on ice. or something going on in there. And especially when you're like in a... It could be like when you're in the car and you just pull over and actually find some picnic tables on the side of the road like they have at rest stops or they, you find a scenic area or you go to a national park and you bring, you know, you're going to do like one of those driving days where you're not going to hike so much. Maybe you're driving through the park and checking out different things along the way and um, and you stop and you have a picnic. You take your cooler out. You find a, a picnic table that's overlooking. I remember we, we had one in... Uh, the Black Canyon of the Gunnison in Colorado is just like overlooking this canyon at this picnic table, just eating some sandwiches and just enjoying the view and loving life and you know something about just i don 't know getting that cooler out like you know kind of getting things ready like getting your lunch ready the whole the whole thing is just su- such an enjoyable thing and just eating outside and uh, I
0: just love because you have nothing else love I love the to picnic too right love, yeah. like that 's the beauty of it is you 're stopping. You're making a little sandwich. Yeah, you can make sandwiches at home, you know, and, and, but here you're just outside doing it and there's nothing like to worry you. You're mm-hmm. just having a picnic. Having a great and picnic. Yeah. I, I, I'm again really glad we didn't talk about these beforehand because, um, it's great to hear the, the, di- the different things you say and then reminisce about times I've done it. And my number 12 kind of goes in with the picnic idea, with the cooler idea specifically. And, um, my number 12, packing the car and deciding, cause I, I don't like packing the car, but this is the part that I do like. Deciding which things get the precious spots that are like within arm's reach of either the driver or the passenger in the front seat. Like, let's say you're two people on a, in a road trip, right? Like, what is it that's sitting on your back seat that you can reach? You know, see, so like, all right, I don't need my clothes. I don't need my bag, but we definitely need the popcorn up here. Oh, and we need the, the, uh, iPod or something, you know, or the phone for the music. So it's always funny to me what ends up being within arm's reach, like when you start it, and then when you stop and you're like, yeah, there's stuff all over the car. Because inevitably for me, Jay, I don't know with you with road trips, within oh, uh, we're talking 45 minutes to an hour when we leave. I mean, the nicely packed car is pretty much torn apart because someone had to find their or Someone had to find the map back in the day and it was in the back, so someone was crawling into the back to get it, to bring it up to within arm's reach. It's just... It's funny. I don't know. The packing is always funny because I think, what needs to be around me? Um, and yeah, usually it's typically something that's food related, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> what can I easily snag as I'm driving if everyone else falls asleep?
1: I'm getting the sense that you, I know this about you, but you you love the logistics behind travel. too. I mean, we talk about gas prices, the packing, like some of these logistical things, you like piecing this together and kind of making it happen. I, I Hey, listen. I guess in
0: a weird way because I never thought about that because I'm not even good at packing a car like when i pack it stuff gets thrown in like it's not i'm not a good at, at tetris right so like it's kind of my dad would kill me because he's super strict with this box on the bottom this box, you know and it's like it's perfect he could fit a thousand things in like the hatchback of a honda civic somehow whereas for me i throw a tent and like a pillow in. i'm like wait there's no more room so i can
1: really appreciate uh a good pack you know, I, I love... A, You're also uh, very good at packing. A well-packed car. I, I am, but that was because like, all those years touring, I was often loading trucks and I had to play Tetris all the time. So that was, uh, I you know, if we've talked about it before, but I worked in events and like some music stuff and, and a lot of it, j- anyway, a lot of it involved packing things into a small space and making it You should it see fit, this so. guy's
0: garage. It's the, it's the most organized, <laughs> efficient use of space I've ever seen out of anyone's garage.
1: Thank you, good sir. It's even better now that we built these storage cabinets, but that's another podcast for another time. Love it. A good packed car. Solid. My number eleven as we move down this list of the top our top thirty two collectively uh, reasons why road trips rule. I'm going to lead in with milkshakes, and what I mean by that is the well, whatever your preferred I, I, whatever
0: I, you're going to explain what milkshake. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I, I know what
1: milkshakes what are, but explain. like for you that's listening, for you Trav, you can tell me what yours is. Whatever the equivalent is for you of like the junk food that you love to have with you in the car when you're road tripping, because everybody has, I don't know if everybody, maybe it's just me. I'm not like, I like to be healthy, but when it comes to like a road trip or other things, you know, it's also fun to like have your indulgences and your treats and like, something about road tripping always makes me want to like have some junk food around, you know? So it's like, yeah, there's always going to be some coffee there, you know, or or like maybe even a soda. I don't drink soda that much. Like you're going to have, you're going to get your random pack of cheese nips or cheeses. You're going to get your, you know, whatever your random beef jerky, whatever it's going to be. And then in that mix, inevitably for me, there's often a milkshake and I've gone on these tears where I'm on these multi-day road trips And I'm drinking a milkshake every day. I mean, a milkshake is like having a whole day's worth of calories in one liquid drink. But I just love like a delicious black and white milkshake, which is like vanilla ice cream with the chocolate syrup. You don't want to do the chocolate ice cream with the chocolate because it's too much chocolate. But a good black and white milkshake made like with real ice cream from a local diner or someplace that I find somewhere, somehow, and enjoying that milkshake because it's like you can have dessert in your hand while you're driving it's a beautiful thing
0: see that's a that's a good point because i love and this wasn't on my list but this is a caveat and everyone knows i love ice cream anyway so i love getting ice cream around the the world really but especially on road trips you know you see that that roadside stall of ice cream you're like oh this has got to be the best ever because it's so cute and here it is in the middle of this road you know i gotta stop but it's hard to drive that ice cream is melting and all that kind of stuff. So a milkshake might be a good um, compromise. Although I don't like milkshakes, I love them, but not as much as an actual hard ice cream. So one of my snacks, though, that that has been my go-to recently. This is just recent. Is um, popcorn Indiana? I believe it's called. It's that sweet and salty popcorn, and you know a bunch of places are doing it now. But this popcorn Indiana brand in a red bag is we. I don't know. We've just been having on road trips recently. And Heather really like got addicted to it and loved it. But last time we were on a road trip, I crushed the whole bag without her even getting any. So maybe it's... So Popcorn Indiana, great. Sweet and salty. Um, mm. That's kind of been my go-to. Love sweet Re- and salty.
1: Dude, you remember that ice cream we had in Portland? We weren't on a road trip. We actually went on a road trip afterwards. But uh, we got an ice cream flight at... Uh... What was Salt that? and Straw. Salt and Straw. And oh, man, that that I'll be doing doodle. my
0: favorite ice creams around the world or around the country uh, in a podcast. I have a list. It's an okay. ongoing list. Right on. That's on there.
1: Awesome. Well, what's your number 11?
0: My number 11, peeing on the side of the road.
1: Oh, man. What a great one.
0: Oh, awesome. I, <laughs> I'd say sorry, girls, but hey. Hey, uh, girls I don't can want pee to, on the side wanna, of the road, I, too. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to rat Heather out too much, but... I think she also enjoys this. So uh, absolutely, uh, that goes. I don't think I have to explain that. No, I like you're, peeing you're, outside. You're right not going to tell a, a story
1: to... around peeing on the side of the road.
0: I, uh, I uh, there's, unfortunately, fortunately, there's never been any bad stories of like getting arrested or anything. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> just uh, stories of pulling off and being like, "All right, just going to
1: go to the bathroom here." I will tell you this, Trav, because I've peed outside a lot, and uh, we uh, we were up in this nature area in Norway here just last weekend. And I was in the forest. I really had to go, but it's a popular area where a lot of people are doing stuff. And for the first time, maybe ever, or at least that I can remember, I got caught. Like someone came around the corner. I didn't even know there was a trail there. I thought I was being discreet. And there, there it was right there. She, she, she was there. I was there. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. And I just like, Turned around and then I left and I came back to my wife and I was like, oh man! And I was like, well, if you pee outside so many times in your life, like eventually somebody's going to walk around that corner. You're going to screw up and not know that that corner's there and somebody's going to walk right. around. So anyway, once in forty, I, once in forty years, you're on. Yeah, I think I got odds, that out of the way. Yeah, I think it's yeah, done. Pretty good. You know, cool. um, I haven't ever
0: been caught caught that I can remember, and I certainly have never been caught. By someone like to get in trouble.
1: Yeah, well, time. I mean, it wasn't like illegal what I was doing, but anyway, what I mean by caught is like somebody saw. Him. Someone,
0: said. yeah, it on the side road. My number eleven, love it.
1: Number ten. Uh, this is a catch-all one that could easily be number one, but I had to put it somewhere because I have a bunch of other stuff that I love too. Uh, local, local food. I mean, finding the hidden gems, the local food, talking about the diner, I love a good diner, you know if you can find a good diner breakfast, I love a good finding a good happy hour, you know uh, anything that has to do with local food and the deliciousness around that, the deliciousness not only in the cuisine itself but the deliciousness in the atmosphere the the, the taste of the environment, you know because it 's not just the food and, and that 's why maybe it 's a little lower on this list because it 's not that. I don't do a good job of seeking out local food. So I've found some incredible places, but when you're on a road trip, I feel like if you're staying in a place for multiple days, you have a chance to try out different places. If you're just passing through a town, like you pull off and you grab lunch somewhere, you know, you, you can talk to people or you make like your best guess sometimes if you're in a hurry and um, it doesn't always work out. But uh, it, it oftentimes if the food is lacking, it doesn't matter because you're somewhere new and maybe it's got cool ambiance. You've never been there before and it's unique and uh, you get to interact with like the waiters and the waitresses there and like the, they're local people. So you're getting to talk to all the locals and be a part of like this little community for a sliver of time. It's just a really cool thing.
0: Totally agree. Um, we'll we'll hear a little more about this on my list as well. This is one thing that I'm not sure if the smartphone has hurt or helped. And I mean that because you can look anything up. And so there are, you know, I have probably passed on, like, instead of just getting off an exit or, or finding a place and going, you know, there have to- been times I'm like, all right, I'm going to look on Yelp. or I'm going to look up reviews of where I'm and driving through and like Google, I was at four and a half stars. So, I mean, there are times where it certainly helped because I've gotten incredible meals. For example, on this last trip down to North Carolina, I ate at this really cool place in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia on the, on the way back. And they had these crazy burgers, including a funnel cake burger, which I now kind of regret that I didn't get. Um, but amazing burgers, great beers, all that kind of stuff. You know, I never would have found it uh, if I hadn't looked it up. So that was a good thing, but maybe I missed Like other times, I've missed other things. So I don't know. It's one of those catch... It's a catch-22.
1: I hadn't thought about that, but I... It's funny because from my perspective, I guess the way I present it is because that's the way I do it. I, I rarely research... Places to stay in that type of situation like my research is usually talking to people on the street and just asking around like and then also peeking in and seeing, you know, is it crowded? Does it look busy and I I just will rarely go to the phone because I I don't know. I just maybe it's stupid and that makes me old school, but um, it's good.
0: I, I, I try not to. In, in, in case in point, we're up here in New Hampshire and we don't get cell service around here. And we stopped in at a place that we didn't end up eating at yesterday because we looked at the menu and we we're just like, eh, whatever, we're out of here. But we didn't have service. And Heather was like, I'm going to look this up, see if it's a good place. But we couldn't because we didn't have cell service. And that's what made me think of it. So I think it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. Depends on the type of road trip you're on, too. Yeah, that'll we'll talk about eating a little more on road trips in a little bit. Um, my number 10 is trivia. And uh I just love trivia. I love playing games. And uh what I what this used to look like was me getting out the, you know, Rand McNally atlas and the game that we used to play all the time was name the biggest city in each state because at the top it would give you, you know, it was the name of the state, it would be a map and then it would give you the capital and it give you the city with the most population, which, you know, we'd sometimes play with the capitals, but we got pretty good at that. But the city with the most population sometimes is hard if you haven't played that game before. So that's what it used to look like. I would just pepper Heather every time we went on a road trip. I'm like, all right, we're going through the, uh, the states. What's that? what's a um, city with the most population? And each would say, and which the hardest one or the one that surprised me the most all the time was always Ohio. Can you name the city that has the largest population in Ohio?
1: I mean, I would have to guess it's Columbus.
0: Yeah, well, but ding, 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 dude. Great job. You're a winner. But typically, I think most people, or at least I always thought like Cleveland or Cincinnati, I don't know, maybe you hear about them more because they have sports teams, you know, things like that. And uh, everyone would always be surprised it was Columbus. So that's what it used to look like. Sometimes we use the smartphone now. So I will give props to, to to the smartphone. Shout out to the smartphone, the smartphone. Um, Now, you know, you. I always pull up geography trivia and we just play like, I ask Heather questions or she asks me questions or whatever. So I love See, I, I
1: thought it. maybe you were going because one of the things that I did, I got on a, a little kick uh, with this is going to like pubs and finding like local, you know, they have the trivia night. And oh, you do like no, the trivia. I, I
0: haven't done that on road trips. That's, I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it, but I just, it has never happened.
1: That's pretty fun.
0: Um, no, I mean like in car trivia game, like playing these like little trivia games as you're driving to, you know, you've to, it's past the time. You know, you got hours and hours in the car.
1: Can I share a lewd, uh, a somewhat controversial uh, trivia story quickly? Sure. Because this was hilarious. This is
0: you and I... Podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a road trip across the states when I was leaving Colorado to move to Norway, actually. And um, so I spent extra time going across the states and doing some different things along the way, visiting some friends. And I ran into a, or I collided with my friends, Jason and Kelly, because they were driving the other way. And we hung out in Kansas City for a night and we met up with this other girl, Kat, that we know. And we went with her and her mom to their trivia night. So her and her mom and all these girls go to this trivia night at this bar So we went and one of the funniest things I think is crashing like a trivia night and seeing like, you know, how serious people are, some people and some people aren't as serious like because they have these leagues and they're like going to trivia every week or every other week. So this was in like a trivia league and the team names always crack me up. I just find like team trivia team names are hilarious because people come up with a name for their team. And this one team's name, I thought, was just genius and so freaking funny. (laughs) And let me just put some context around this trivia night. After each round, the announcer, because there's like an MC that hosts it, goes through and rattles off like each team and what their score is, right? Right. And he does this after each round. So imagine him jumping on the microphone every like eight minutes, saying it, doing that like whatever, Yeah, the countdown. Yeah, eight times a night, ten times a night for like ten weeks straight for this league, right? This team's name was, I wish this microphone was a dick. (laughs) So every time this guy held up the microphone, he had to announce the team name and say, I wish this microphone was a dick.
0: Guy. I, just, I hope he got paid well. That, that's why they get paid the big bucks. I, right? I thought trivia. I thought it
1: was really funny, and maybe it was in the moment. But it was just like I just was imagining this guy, this poor guy, has to say this over and over and over again. You must just 80 be eighty times,
0: to and, and he has to go to trivia night knowing he's going to have to say it each exactly, time. That's the worst. It's the build-up, Like I'm going to have to say this again. Talk about people are going to laugh. Uh, Talk
1: about giving the host like the SmackDown. That's that's Poor rough. Guy. Anyway, All hopefully right, they're number friends.
0: 11, both both in-car trivia and if you stumble upon random trivia nights in the middle of nowhere and go to them and mm. have blue teammates. <laughs> that's number ten.
1: <laughs> number nine for me is well, you're gonna. I mean, I know this is on your list. It's got to be breweries breweries and uh, and I, I i i lumped in their a little co-
0: higher on my list yeah
1: i i lumped in their coffee houses as well because i like to check out local cafes and coffee houses too so it's a kind of like drink beverage like local drinking spots whether alcoholic or non-alcoholic and uh, cuz i enjoy both getting to check out microbreweries all over the country is just it's just such an enjoyable activity. And it's like, it's some, it's a great destination thing. I don't know why it's like, it's, you know, you go into town, you're like, all right, let's check out some of the local flavor. And part of the local scene is the local beer. And if you enjoy beer and We're, you we ju-
0: should say, let, let's throw, let's throw wineries in there too, because sure. Heather and I like to do the breweries, wineries and sure. yeah, obviously she likes the, the coffee shops and I, I don't drink coffee, but it's still fun. But anything like that, I agree. That's a, like it helps set a destination or or it's like a reason to try to find something in that city and to see what it's like, because they're all so different and unique. That's what's cool. Inherently, they're doing the same thing, serving you beer, serving you coffee, serving you wine. But they can do it. It's you know same with restaurants, serving food. But it's so it's so distinct. I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah, they're all unique and they all have their own. You know, some are better than others. But they, we've done. I mean, if you want to listen to our favorite breweries on on Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, we've done the.
0: That was two years ago. We're doing another one. We're doing I'm another doing it, one. And with you're, you or with someone else? And or you're, another, you're. I mean,
1: well, you're coming out here, so we're going to be trying some local breweries here as well in in Oslo. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, enjoyable on so many levels. Like you said, destination. It's it's also a way to check out different neighborhoods, you know, within a city. So if you go to like Portland, for example, and you're checking out different breweries there, I mean, you're going to end up in different parts of the city. You're going to catch the vibe of those different neighborhoods. You got the beer, you've got the local people working. I mean, all all the stuff that comes with it. It's just a really uh, fun activity.
0: I will tell you in the last four months, Jay, this is how much I really uh, breweries and road trips go hand in hand with me nowadays. I'm trying to hit a hundred breweries in the US, like going, like having been to a hundred different breweries. I'm at 78 at this moment. And it went from 40 to 78 in like two or three road trips. I mean, so we're averaging a solid 12 to 15 breweries a road trip, but everywhere is doing it now. Like everywhere has craft breweries. Everyone has like cool little coffee shops. Everywhere has wineries. Even if you're in the middle of nowhere, you can find it now. And that's what I think is so awesome about this time that we live in. And uh, so I'm with you. High on my list. We'll kind of touch on it a little bit I, I I word it a different way, um, but we 'll touch on it a little bit my number nine and this this is this might be number one on your list and i've done a whole podcast around this, but that is music and having the windows down and i 'm a windows down guy i don 't know what you are anyone who's listened to our other road trip episodes that heather and i've done together she's an a c girl i 'm a windows down guy, having the windows down and the music blaring. Yeah. I mean, what more road trip than that? And um, again, this is something that's become a little different with the smartphone. I don't know if I like it more or less. I want to hear your opinion, because before it used to be flipping through your CD book. Right. And you only really or, or listen to like a local radio station if you ran through all your CDs. And then trying to find the good ones and flipping through the tiles and like catching a song, be like, oh, this might be a good radio station, but maybe they only have one good song and then it's crap or maybe it's really good. And, and then you lose it. You know, you're like an hour into it and you're like, I want that station. You lose it. Now with Spotify, you can get any music you want whenever, which is great, but it kind of ruins the nostalgia of listening through a whole CD and and. I don't know, man. So anyway, love the idea of music, of getting to pick what you listen to, of flipping back and forth. Maybe you have a friend or a spouse who likes different music than you, so you have to put up with their music for a little bit, and then they put up with yours. Typically, we do it. Whoever's driving gets to choose. Um, you know, if Heather falls asleep, I can put on my music, so it's like, yeah, score one here. So um, yeah, music with Road Trip, just go hand in hand, right?
1: Absolutely, and I'll be commenting on that a little bit more. You threw out a couple questions there, and I will I didn't have let some you answer. I just I w- kept peppering That's you with okay. I, I will have some things to say about that, but it's not going to happen until the next podcast because we're actually we've gone through. I think our top.
0: Uh, we went from sixteen to nine,
1: right? And I think you know it's it's going to make sense for us to break this up into two uh, because. Listen, we got a lot more to talk about. We got our top eight to cover. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this list. And I think we should recap it if you want me to run through mine really quick. And I'll run through yours. I'll run through yours, Travis. 16, it was just finding an excuse to go and planning uh, with all that pre trip high we talked about. 15, swimming in showers. Kind of go hand in hand there. Always a fresh, good feeling. Swimming in showers? Swimming and showers. Because it sounded like you
0: said swimming in showers, which would also be pretty cool.
1: I didn't enunciate that. Number 14, stopping and farting around. Whatever that means to you. Number 13, the anonymity that the road trip provides. Number 12, picnics. 11, milkshakes or the junk food that you love to uh, rock whenever you're on a road trip. Number 10, the local foods, the diners, the happy hours, all the stuff you find. Number 9, the local breweries and coffee shops.
0: And running through mine really quickly, 16, sleeping in the car, 15, the motels, shout out to Scottish Inns, 14, watching the gas prices go down as you head into different states, Uh, 13, playing the first in-game where you uh, stick your hand out the window and try to be the first one in a new state or area, number 12, packing the car, deciding which gets the precious spots within arm's reach of the driver, passenger, you know, whatever, Uh, 11, peeing on the side of the road, 10, trivia, both in the car and then, as Jay alluded to, I I didn't think of this, but random trivia nights. Number nine, the music and uh, just getting to pick which music and having it blaring and the windows down and that kind of stuff are my 16 to 9, and it only gets better from here, folks, because we put these in order of the ones that we like the most. So, you know, those are just the beginning of the awesome things for road trips. So we've got a lot more coming for you in the next episode. So make sure you tune into that. And uh, we'll be counting down from our eight down to number one. And, Jay, I can't wait personally to find out what you've got in the number one, number two, number three spots. Cause I'm sure there's going to be a lot of caveats and a lot of, oh, well, this could be this, this could be that. <laughs> there always a lot is. Of but, home, but there'll be a lot of good stuff.
1: Yeah, we're really curious what you love the most about road trips as well. So if you want to send us some tweets, at Tweet. zero to travel at PackOfPeanuts, we'd love to hear... Uh, what people are up
0: to. What and we've been you, having... Jay, we've been getting a lot more feedback on the tweets ever since yeah. we started asking people to tweet us. So let us know. It's been fun interacting with people yeah, on Twitter.
1: And, absolutely. And if you're on Twitter and you're like on a road trip, send a pic. We love, I always love a good road trip picture. Um, yeah, I mean, let us know what what your favorite part about a road trip is because it's, a, it's always... A, it's one of those questions where you could definitely sit around a, with a coffee or a beer at a local brewery or local coffee shop and just like probably debate on that question just for hours. And that, that could be a fun farting around stop right there. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And am really excited to have you back. Make sure you check in uh, on the next one. And uh, before we let you go, Trav, we should mention, since we're here together... Uh, Travis and I both actually run a community together called Location Indie. I know I talk a lot about it on the Zero to Travel podcast, and I'm sure you do on, on Extra Pack of Peanuts. So if you're somebody that wants to take more road trips because you can work location from anywhere independent. And you're location independent, need some help with that, uh, check out locationindieindie.com. You can see what the community is all about.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Cheers. We'll chat soon.
1: Peace. I'll show you very soon.